Welcome to Across the Rail Podcast, Methodist lay people dishing hot takes on current events, church stuff, and oh boy, cultural issues. Our episode today dives into the morass of the political moment, the latest in United Methodist Church politics, and the always controversial involvement of Christians in political matters. Plus, future Methodist clergy weigh in on the issues. Bonus question today, where did Thanksgiving go? Yeah, ominous music, please. (laughs) Warning, John, we're not the men in black from the pulpit, but from the pews across the rail. Our episode today is entitled, Release the Kraken or Stop the Yakin'. This is the episode where we, the great unwashed, boldly step into where angels fear to tread. The dreaded P word, politics. So if you're just tired of it all, you mad, well, here's your warning to stop listening now. Three, two, one. Okay, forever hold your peace. Okay, the election is over, but who won? Or perhaps a better question is, who has the best lawyers? Also, the United Methodist Church makes news again with the Judicial Council trying to determine if they have the jurisdiction to consider the constitutionality of the upcoming Protocol for Separation. What? That's a mouthful. Mm. But wait, there's more. So speaking of politics, what is the correct political involvement for Christians, especially those of us with a Wesleyan accent? Also, future Methodist clergy weighing on the issue. Folks, we're chock full of nuts today, so... But first, let's do the roll call. Who's here? Ryan. Corey. John's here. And Greg. Okay. Tuesday, November the 3rd, I went to bed that evening with what the talking head said was a big Trump lead. Then I woke up to a Biden win. In between, we had the vote counting stopped in various states for hours. I can't ever remember any time that votes were stopped being counted other than the 2000 election. So I'm dating myself a little bit. Now we have lawyers on TV threatening to, quote, release the Kraken, unquote. First question, does anybody have any idea what a Kraken is? Um, I know what a Kraken is, but as far as what they're talking about, I ain't got Well, a Kraken, I always know, starts with a C. (laughs) This Kraken starts with a K. So, any of you educated uh, Wesleyan uh, scholars know what a kraken? uh, What? Mythical uh, monster from the sea? Yes. There you go. What reference is she, are they getting that from? I I don't know. These people must watch a lot of different TV than I watch. Of course, I watch the World War II and the World War I channel a lot. So, you know, maybe I'm the weird one off in the weeds. It's called drugs, Greg. So, (laughs) I guess so, whatever. They're a fabulous thing. Yeah, it must be that hair color and it gets you crazy. Um, (laughs) But does anybody... So, so a Kraken is... A a Kraken is a a mythical beast, okay? So, release the Kraken. And... Let me ask you another question. Is this going to really matter? No. And, and I'll just, no long term? Well, where yeah. it all shakes down, no, pressed no, into no, no. I, the bushel I, basket. I, I think there's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of problems uh, further on down the road. But I, I, I think the, the short term, it's, it's, it's real simple, and and excuse me for being blunt and honest on oh, there, but I... It's never stopped you before. No, it never has, but, you know, uh, a thief's a thief on there, and... Uh, <laughs> wow. I, I believe that. Wow. I believe it full-heartedly. A thief is a thief, and, 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 and they will get it one way or the other, i.e., they got the election on there. You know? Okay, oh. so first salvo fired sim- to you, Ron. That sounds really similar to back in like what was it, 2018, like the midterm kind of things yeah. when uh, when the what was it, the uh, Republicans won and the they were harping about how the Democrats tried to steal the election, but they never were able to. I don't think we had a band full of uh, uh, unregistered uh, ballots ready to turn in at that time. I, no, I think the, if, I think if, the Democrats, if, if, if can, I'm not they, mistaken, on there, they, they tried to they tried to know, sow them seeds of you, doubt you, that you, there was you, widespread You take fraud. away those mail-in well, ballots on there. Anybody uh, can say anything. Yeah. So That's who? True. How does? How do we resolve? Well, you, you know what? The only way, the only fair way on there, and. This is regardless Republican or Democrat on there. If if they have proof and they can prove it, 
and you know you're going to have to supersede all the the state uh, and go straight to to uh, to uh, the, the highest court in the land. That's to, fine. You know, and I think that's the only way you're going to going to get any well, John, justification. But you, got, you cannot go straight. I, I to understand the court. that. It has I to understand go through. it. But in that, the court of appeals, and, and the, I understand yeah. that. Okay. I know, and it's just layered upon layered upon layered. But by people, that's a good well, thing. Well, it is a good thing. But if you go by the law, the way that they're supposed to go by the law, not opinion, okay, not personal opinion. And I'll give you an example, and that goes all the way up to uh, the judicial system. Uh, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she was, she was. Uh, 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 what's the word of things? You know, she was uh, she was uh, approached by her own party because of the way that she and her opinions were, as opposed to the law mm -hmm. on there. So there's no way that you're going to get the the personal aspect out of the uh, the judicial system on there. Uh, there's no way to do that on there. But here's the thing: if they go ahead and give Biden the uh, the election, and then later. They find out that there were voting irregularities and obvious uh, uh, vote suppression. Should those people, should those people uh, be uh, be held accountable uh, in a in a in a in a court of law? Oh yeah, if they're able to prove that, absolutely, I'm fine with that. Well, they've already proved that six Not million votes have been were changed from the the system. Itself. Well, Six, that's, that's, that's a lead. That, that's a lead. That's, uh, okay. that's, that's, that's one of these proved. conspiracy Okay, so, so, so if they can prove that. If. If they can prove it, they already would have the proof. They would already have proved it. To John's assertion, though, you're not gonna you're, you're not gonna show all your cards until you get no. in front of a judge, and, and that and, may and be it's gonna true. be a, uh, the highest land in the court judge. Um, no, you gotta think. Well, show it's, it's, it's some level guys before it can get up that way. The, in this, in this great appeal, podcasting, appeals this is awesome. and appeals and appeals until it gets to the highest court. <laughs> I mean, that's that's that's. Mm -hmm. I need to get my glass anvil here to. Uh, I I just think Corey, though, what do you think? I'm <clears throat> kind of on the the fence with you know what what he's saying. I mean, I I know he? where Ryan. Who, thank you. So I mean, I know where I stand with it. Okay. I mean, I I look at it and I really feel like there is something there to where there's just a a mess that has came up that has affected every single bit of what is going oh. on in this election. I mean, with 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 votes, with you know people throwing stuff away, people you know saying, well, there's an extra, you know, twenty five hundred votes here and there and stuff like that, but with me being what I believe, I do think, you know, if there's proof here, I mean, you have to be able to prove it. But until you get in front of somebody, that's the only time you're going to really open yourself up Correct. to say, uh, you're not going to sit there is. and go you're to not, some fakakta exactly. talking head on some cable show exactly. and, and present your whole case. That's exactly. Acid. You're going but, to get in front of somebody that is up top before you even open at, your mouth about something. At this point, have they not already tried to start doing that? And, and every time they do they it, have they're alluded getting to shut a lot. down. That's right. yeah, they're yeah, getting that's shut right. down every uh -huh. time. And what would that lean towards? It would lean toward the, the, the veracity of the Democrats' case. Exactly. But what's going to happen is they try to go through the states. The states say no. Then they file a lawsuit to get in front of a federal judge. There you judge. go. Yep. Now, Here's the thing. No matter how this whole thing shakes out, as it stands, you got one that's got like 79.5 million votes, allegedly, as you would say, I guess you would say, and the other one that has 73.5 million votes. Mm -hmm. We are a divided country, no matter how it shakes and, out. And that's and that the other 100,000 people? And, and, I guess those are kids and, 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 and elderly and, and, and in prison or whatever. Ryan, you absolutely hit it on the head. It is a divided country, and what do you think is going to happen when, when the other half feels that it was absolutely wrong on there, and they can prove that it was a a rigged election? What do you think is going to happen to those seventy four million when, votes that were cast for the Republican Party? When they party? prove it, they can say you know, we were right all along. Here's, and when they don't prove it, here, they can stop worrying about here, it, quit getting their feelings here's hurt. Here's an example: they got told no. you had you had a county in Georgia 
that the mail-in votes were 100% Biden. That's statistically impossible. 100% of the mail-in votes out of one county in Georgia was 100% Biden. Which county is that? I'll have to I'll have to find that one yeah, for you. Yeah, we only need to find but, that one. But that is statistically that impossible. Well, not necessarily. Depends on how many people live in that county. People in that county may absolutely maybe it's Venezuela them. county. Yeah, there you go. There uh, you go. I'm thinking. Probably. No, it's it's. I mean, here's the thing. We 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 can't. Justice delayed is justice denied, and I think it's in everybody's interest, best interest, the country's best interest, to have the state certify the election. And the Republicans are going to say, Bull, hang on, they're going to, oh. going to say bullcrap. Then they're going to file suit. Then they're going to get in front of somebody that can begin the process to either nail this thing down and say, you lost, Biden won, yay, or, hey, you got a righteous beef here. But, but this continuing crossfire on doing cable channel, oh, shut I, the heck I, up. I, I and, and let's get it going. I, I, Certify your results and let's start the legal proceedings. If you have legal, I just worry. I, I just worry. If you got to crack, I just worry that uh, you have extremism on both sides. Absolutely, you do. Okay, mm -hmm. on both sides, and because of this, well, John, I'm going to disagree there. How many, how many towns have the Proud Boys torched? You, you still have extremism. Uh, you have extremism, it, but it does manifest itself in different well, ways. Well, well, hold on. Once, once, in, and I'm not saying and, the Proud and, Boys are Republican. I, I, I understand it, but but let's let's say that the the <laughs> next Georgia election and and Republicans lose the uh, the the Senate. Okay. Right. Then we have a big issue, and, and then, that's a bigger issue. That's than a huge issue on there because that's when. The, the I hope the there's new federal. Era. I hope there's federal agents out there watching that election be, because that be because life. because what what, yeah. what will happen is when they they've already talked about gun buyback programs coming in. They talked yeah. about uh, taxing the home workers five percent because they work from home, uh, which is ridiculous. It's going to change a lot of things. My, that, but but what what I'm right. saying is because but, of those extreme changes on there. Those extreme people on the right might might sit there and say, you know what, I've had enough. And those medium people that are negatively negatively affected on there are are, are going to say, you know what, I've had enough. Speaking of that, that's a great segue into our next segment. There's a lot of people in the United Methodist Church that said. You know, we've had enough. There's folks on the progressive side that have said, hey, uh, you know, we want to, we think that God calls all people and all kinds, and, and, and we have a certain viewpoint of Scripture. Uh, the traditional conservative slash, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to mix politics and, and, and religion. Oh, go ahead. Go the ahead. tradition, I mean, but you've got basically a split right. uh, in the church that is theological and and it's how we do church. It's affecting the way that the that the Methodist Church is going. So, that being said, we we're going to have to have some kind of definitive junction where we can amicably part. I think that's right. best. Well, knowing that, here we go. The UMC Judicial Council, which is the highest court in the United Methodist Church and the arbiter of what is and isn't constitutional for legislature legislation coming before the General Conference this year, has basically said they really don't know if they have jurisdiction to consider the constitutionality of the protocol of grace through separation, which, as we all know, are some that are not Methodist. It's a plan for separating the denomination into two, either centrist or traditional conservative, or three expressions, centrist, traditional, and progressive, of Methodism. So if these guys, the highest judicial body in the UMC, can't agree if it's constitutional, who can? Wow. I mean, are we just going to continue to go on fire? I mean, if these guys abdicate their responsibility to I, say hey we need this is this needs to be happened or if it's i recuse myself we can't they can't <laughs> I wash my themselves. hands of this i wash it's like Charlie, yeah that's exactly right standing in front of a lynch mob yeah i mean it just somebody has got to say somebody's got to be the adult and say okay this is not working this is extreme dysfunction 
and nobody is making Jesus happy by no, infighting. No, no, no. You're right about so that. So we need to all, we need to find a way to bless each other and go our separate ways. And I don't understand the lack of, how can I say this? The lack of nerve to, well, to take this bull well, by the horns. I, I want to. I want to ask you a question about it. that. Okay, right. you know, could 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 this merely be uh, a financial uh, concern? Absolutely. Both well, finances Listen, definitely working that, to it. Ryan, go ahead. If not for the finances and the financial aspect of it, it there a, is nothing that keeps us from just breaking off, breaking right. off, and going our separate ways. Right. In order to do so in such a way that is graceful and 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 that we're we're taken care of, they're taken care of, and everything else, things are split the way they should be split. That's why it has to go through this crap. You know what though? I mean, if 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 it's if it's adamantly against what we believe on there, you know, I, and I, I may be okay, the, define the, what. No, I if I'm going to be the bull in the china china shop here, I don't care if it's graceful or not. You don't believe what, you don't believe this. Which is backed by the Bible, what we've taught for two, three hundred years, you know, then go. Well, John, here's the problem. It's just like an ugly divorce. Do you know what a trust clause is? No. Tell okay. me. Trust clause, all Wesleyan churches, all different sub denominational denominations of that that were spawned by the Methodist Church, the Free Methodists, the Nazarene, the right. Sun, yeah. they all have trust clauses. That came from Wesley. That's that's a gift from Wesley because basically he said, you know what, each church building, when we build a church building, it's going to be owned by the church and not the local and, congregation. And, and, and I bet to do that, the reason he did that is to make sure that Methodist theology would continue to be preached and proclaimed okay. oh, at that church and not taken over okay. by somebody else. You, you just Ask, said it right there on there, as long as it is the Wesleyan uh, He had doctrine, no idea uh, well, that his uh, progenitors, okay, so, or not progenitors, if, 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 his, his, uh, his children would be believing what they believe today. It's well, basically turned around the opposite no, no, way. In that trust clause, are, are, are there not, uh, not uh, what ifs? You know, if, no. If, there's, there's just it, it a basically, blanket, if a blanket, you decide to leave, you have to, you have to. There, there's a, there's a way to do that per the Constitution, and it involves paying all of your apportionments mm -hmm. and giving the key to your property to the Methodist Church on your way out to the Strip Center to have your own storefront church. And if you have a huge indebtedness, guess what? You take the mortgage with you. You don't leave the United Methodist Church saddled with it. That's the fight. And we've seen the Episcopal Church break up, the Presbyterian Church break up, mm -hmm. and, and, and everybody's got everything except the churches. They all bankrupted themselves mm -hmm. due to lawyer fees. And it was a very mm -hmm. public and ugly thing. And the United Methodist Church, thank you, Jesus, is trying to learn from the mistakes of other denominations that have parted and said, you know what? We're not going to sit there and have a bar brawl well, well, and well, tear up the house. Well, obviously they haven't learned enough because you've got you've got the uh, the heads of the uh, the Methodist judicial saying, well, I don't know that we can say that. That's my I, point. I know. You, you know, know that they are they, they don't want to be the guy that okayed. The, the, because you're right, there's pensions, there's salaries, there's bishops that are making good coin, and, you know, but that's why we, all of that is pretty well taken care of within the split. Yes, so, but you've got theologians, you've got universities that aren't protected by the split. So who's going to pay their salary? Because well, unfortunately, well, the progressives the don't tie the way the conservative or well, you know what traditional and, church. You know what, and and that's fine. If if they want to, if they want to have the university and it, it falls within their parameter to have those universities, guess what? I'm pretty sure they're getting the vast majority anyway. Well, then they are. Then then they need to be able to. Thirteen of them, and I think ten or eleven. Yeah, they no. then they they're going to need to uh, to uh, figure a way to support that. But I mean, if if we all fight 
in a bar, you know, and break nobody everything. Wins. Yeah, the nobody wins. Mm-hmm. All the money goes from our pockets and our system into some fakakta lawyer. That's twice I've used the term fakakta. Yeah, now we just gotta use a Yiddish morass one more time. Oh, yeah, good I know, I know, I've done three. But anyway, bottom line, it goes all the lawyers, and it doesn't do anybody any good. And what does do it? Does it do the cause of Christ to sit there and and publicly beat each other's brains out? I mean, it. it a couple of us in this group have gone through a ugly divorce. Would you would you agree with that? Okay, and, and this is just like a divorce. It's you, exactly what it yes, is. Yes, it is. You do a split. You're responsible for this. You're responsible for that. It's, you know, it happens every day. Sure. So how'd you like um, to go to the judge and judge say, I don't know if I can allow y'all to get divorced or not. That's it. We're going to kill each other. I mean, so, it, it, so, theologically, we're going to kill each other if we're not allowed to go our separate ways. Well, I I, I agree with that. I mean, because the, the church is dying. Look at the statistics. Well, I, I agree with because that. Because we can't provide, we can't release each other to do what we feel the Holy Spirit has called us to do. Well, so we're sitting here in a circular firing squad and we're rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. Let me use one more simile. <laughs> but, you know, a, a phrase or whatever. But my, the point being is Rome is burning. Right. And we're not, and we're somebody is unwilling to pull the, the fire alarm to, well, to I mean, allow us to escape. It almost That's sounds frustrating. Like somebody needs to poop or get off the pot down there. Just well, to, somebody needs to do. show some leadership. That's why That's these exactly people are right. in leadership You're exactly positions, right. and they need to show some leadership and let our people but, let but, but, my but, people you know, go. You guys, you guys understand what I'm saying? When, when I mean, if 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 you if you say you get this, you get this, you get this on there, you know, and and let's say the other team gets the majority of the uh, universities on there. And if they don't tithe like the conservatives do, guess what? They better be creative in how they're going to finance that. And it shouldn't be on our responsibilities to uh, to fund something that doesn't teach what we believe in. Am I right in saying that? That's I mean, that's if, correct. If, and, and so, so how is that difficult on there? How is that difficult? It, it isn't. It's but, not. But you've been in leadership positions before. Yeah, I absolutely like, have. You know, and and, and you, you, you got to make a decision. And, and, and even that's exactly right. In in being in a, a, a higher supervisory role on there, we get we get paid to make those decisions. Absolutely, these guys are getting paid to make tough absolutely. decisions and not just sit on their hands. And if they can't do it, get rid of them. How much do you think it has to do with them just kind of, I mean, not making decision based or or rather. Them just not making a decision because they don't have to just yet. That's it. It's the inertia of the large organization. Some organizations are so big, the inertia keeps them from, because everybody's so used to getting this at this time and their rice bowl being taken care mm-hmm. of. It, it, they, they don't, people fear the unknown. Mm-hmm. They love and worship what they're used to, even though what they're used to is dysfunctional and bad. The devil we know is worse than the devil we don't know, and that's why there is resistance to do this, to start the process. Uh, but, that's why we don't have a, 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 why we're unwilling to have, well, so far we're unwilling to have a virtual general conference because, let's be honest, there's two things that really need to come up in front of the general conference. A, is the protocol, do we pass the protocol, and B, do we start it to allow the annual conference? There's two things that need to be done. Well, the second thing that needs to be done is the passage by both sides or three sides, depending on how it's going to be split, that they need to to say, yes, regardless of how many splits we have, everybody is on the hook for pensions and benefits of pastors that have served well and loyally and, and did not have a dog in this fight. Let's take care of our people regardless how the split well, Didn't they have a pretty well-known... Uh, mediator come in and, and kind of yes. knock a lot of that already out. Yes, and he was a Jew because they didn't want to have anybody that had a potential dog exactly. in the fight. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I was thinking. I just want to. So sure. I mean, it's it's and it was blessed and it was supported by all three. Exactly. So, so so if 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 all the if all the uh, the the paperwork's done basically on there. Why don't they just push the trigger? Do, do the virtual. Do the past. Not be held to the fire. Just That's yet. right. Well, it's still good pulling that. Yeah. You know, when 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 there's three instead of one, 
there's going to be uh, <laughs> a little mm. less food on the table. And you got to remember, we're going through a pandemic. There is your uh, leeway right there to make an excuse to not do one thing. Very right. true. And again, that, they are that, working that. They are holding that is, string so tight. Is, is that a worldly excuse on there? Financial, obviously. We okay. are in the world, John. We are human beings. We we are, but we we we're still supposed to be doing uh, Christ's work, are we not? Right. So okay. was the uh, so were the Pharisees. Really? <laughs> they were the church. Yeah. There wasn't. I mean, there wasn't really? any. There wasn't even really? denominations. I mean, they, I'm not calling them Pharisees, but I'm just saying that that they had an institution to protect, and that's why Jesus really flip their wigs because he so 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 our religion and i'm not pleased uh, i'm not calling you guys pharisees i'm just saying has dumbed down to a a financial it's institutionalism john they they are used to the institution ridiculous anyway but are you what institution are you uh are you used to are you used to getting uh going to an airport getting on a perfectly structurally sound aircraft Taking off I sure hope in the it's comfort structurally sound. of thirty to forty thousand feet, wonderful travel, safely landing, getting to your destination, hugging grandma and mama made That's been grandma. my experience. Yeah. That's right. I mean, that, that's kind of the institutions we like, and those are the ones we want to preserve. And so, when it comes to that, when it comes to your structural parts of your aircraft, you want to trust people that know how to install fasteners, how to drill and countersink holes directly, how, how to use the right fastener with the right tool in the right tool. I would expect that. And those people are innovative tooling services. I These guys have had, they've got fastening systems, installation tooling knowledge, they've got application experience. That's why they are on the leading edge of aerospace tooling. tooling. And you want to know why? Why? Contact them. I know some people there. They're at 1-800-832-7009. Multiple decades of experience. Or you can take the easy way and look them up on the World Wide Web at InnovativeTooling.com. Give them a call. They can help you out on your structure's issues. Absolutely. And we'll be back. Okay, we're back. So it seems like a lot of the Wesleyan clergy Twitterati that I follow are very vocal about left-of-center ideology at the least and full-blown socialism in a surprising lot of cases. So what I seem to be gleaning from their posts is that socialism seems to be the more Christian way of a civil society and economically just. I don't see a lot of, of, of right-of-center Wesleyan folks speaking up, uh, and it's pretty heavily weighted left. So we've got a couple of ministerial candidates in our presence around the table, Ryan and Corey. And you, I, you know it ain't John, right? Well, I, you know, John, you're a recovering Episcopalian, so uh, you know you've got a whole lot of whole other issues and stuff. We don't even have. To I'm still going through therapy. That's right. I'm still going through therapy. <laughs> but um, so, future Methodist preachers, I want to start hearing from you guys a little bit. So, what is the correct amount of or the correct posture of civil political engagement? And well, let's just stop there. What is what is Ryan, I'm going to throw it to you. What 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 is your viewpoint? How do we address politics from a Christ-centered worldview, in your opinion? Politics from a Christ-centered worldview. Um, well, first off, it's no matter what the views are. It, if you're on the left, like John, or you're on the what? right, like Greg, <laughs> what? That y'all can love one another. That's right. You know, um, and, and we we all agree about the main thing. And that is Jesus Christ. And that is our focus. That is the main thing. All this other stuff, yeah, it's important, but it ain't that important. It's not eternal. It's not eternal. So it's okay to discuss politics and religion. You know, people talk all the time, oh, you can't discuss politics or religion. You'll get kicked out of the whatever the case may be. No, it's good to have healthy discussions about politics and religion. Well, you know what? 
there, there's the key word, healthy. Healthy. And, and that's the problem. You either love it or you don't talk about it on there. On there. You know, you and I believe in the same thing, spiritually. Exactly. Politically. No. We're polar opposites <laughs> exactly. on there. But Isn't that right, know, comrade? But, yeah. But we can discuss it. We can discuss it. We can love yeah. one another. We can another. shout we can at discuss. each other like we've been doing. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know what? At the end of the day, I'm still you ain't friend. hurting my feelings. That's I'm not right. going to hurt your feelings. And I'm not going to take it personally. Because like I said, I when it all right. boils down, we agree upon the main thing. That's right. And now, does politics need to be preached from the pulpit? Absolutely not. In my personal as unpopular as this might be with all the IFB folk. Um, and Wesleyan clergy Twitter yeah, sometimes. But, they, you know, they're throwing a lot of it down. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Ryan. Please. It doesn't need to be preached from the pulpit. But wasn't our country founded on... Uh, uh, wasn't our country uh, originally uh, come to be uh, because of re religious persecution and that's the reason why we come to the United States? That's why we came to the United States, yes. Yeah. So... so if if we came here to escape that, and it's our foundation, I mean, we we you know it, it says on our dollar bill, and God we trust. The rest well, the rest pay cash on our. You know what I'm can saying? I, well, can I interject? Historically, one certain portion of the immigrants came for religious freedom. You had mm -hmm. the folks at Jamestown, which was strictly a commercial. I know history. Yes. Yeah, it was strictly a commercial involvement. Yes. So I, I, you had I, a lot of people that came here just because they wanted a new life and, and a new a new way of doing that. But to your point, what has typically morphed out of that is a love for freedom and a respect for the freedom of religion. Sorry, yes. John. Right. Oh, that's fine. What's your thoughts on it, Corey? Well, 100% agree with what Ryan said about preaching through politics. Not one bit of me believes that you should be preaching politics from the pulpit. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are, there are pastors out there that you can see and that I've heard of, you know, that get up there, and especially through this past election, you know, that say, if you don't vote for this person or you don't vote for this person, then this is what it's going to look like and this is what it's going to mean for you. No, you don't do that. Like that's nowhere in your in your uh, uh, credentials of being a pastor. I'm gonna throw a curveball at you. I'm gonna throw a curveball at you. Let's say you've got a a race to be run, and one of the candidates is uh, a diehard atheist and rejects anything and promotes that on there. Does that pastor have a right to say? I don't support this person because. Does the pastor have the right to say that? Sure. Can, does the pastor without, just be saying without the threat of losing their uh, re the religion best way, status, in my personal uh, opinion, nonprofit status that a pastor, minister, somebody who is preaching can handle any kind of election, be it with an atheist, be it with a Catholic, a Christian, a Muslim, whatever the case may be, is just urge the congregants to vote. There There's nothing wrong with that. But just get out and vote. Okay, no. Yeah. Okay, getting them out and getting out to vote on there. We got you. Got to be really careful though, because where you know you have separation of church and state on there. You know, just by muttering those words. Out, yeah, John. but you got you go out and vote. That's, not, that's that. not constitutional. Separation of church and state was a letter to the Danbury Baptist from. President Okay, Jefferson. so if it's not constitutional, why are they removing all of the uh, Ten Commandments from several Be of the courthouses? Because we do not want to promote you a know? particular denomination or a particular religion. All of our judicial Western, Western jurisprudence is based on a Judeo-Christian ethic. Now, where we have the separation of church and state, if I want to have the Church of Greg and rant up and down... I have the right to do that mm -hmm. as, long as, as long as I have people that'll come in and I can pay my mortgage. Mm -hmm. But what traditionally I, I we need to guard is where I see candidates come to a certain church and he sits there and makes a but he or she makes a political speech from the pulpit and the minister of that church allows them to do that. That is what I'm really not hip Absolutely. to. Even mm -hmm. as a conservative, Absolutely. I am not mm -hmm. hip to taking God's time to 
Unless it, unless the, I would say this, if they make it a rally on like a Thursday night where it's not time to meet with God and preach the word of God, then I'm, but I've seen it happen on Sunday mornings in times when they should be worshiping, and that's a no-no, whether it's the left or the right, in my opinion. Absolutely. It's about okay. praising God that's and it. winning souls, and there ain't nothing... But even uh, when even when so. policies strictly go against God's will, well, I, you know, for example, okay, give me a, give me a hypothetical. This is a, this I'll is answer. this is a touchy one. All right, abortion. Okay, all right is is abortion uh, favored by by God in your opinion? No. Okay, so if you have a Christian politician that comes in and says hey church I just want to stop by and let you know that I'm running here's my beliefs uh, I don't believe in abortion uh, I want to outlaw it or, or whatever their stances are you know now is this during church time or is this Friday afternoon as far as I'm concerned every time is church time if you're in the open doors of a church that's God's time. God's time's in my house, 24-7. Okay, keep going. Okay? Keep going. So, you know, to sit there and say, eh, it's only God's time between 9 and 10 and 11 and 12, you know, sometimes uh, between 10 and 11 if you have a good Sunday school or whatever, you know. But, uh, uh, you know, that's just God's time. You can't say that, you know. But I, I think if you guys look, if they have it at the church property and they're promoting that, they are, they can be threatened to lose their their nonprofit status on there, well, and and churches have been threatened that. Well, I know that I know in other countries that don't have the Constitution. Thank you, Deb guys, for writing the Constitution. But there are people in other countries that you're right. the The Canadian government they cannot discuss. Uh, for instance. Um, Alternative lifestyles. They nope. cannot preach that. Nope. Against that. That is against the even law. Though, even though really? it talks yes. about yeah. Even though it talks about that in the Bible. The the but it's not a but the Canadian government is not a theocracy. And they do not have a constitution like we do that says, right. you know what? It's a monarch, isn't it? Uh, it's it's a constitutional. It's not even a monarchy because they have complete independence. They're right. part of a commonwealth, right, right. but that's not what right. we're talking. About. <laughs> right. But the the point being, it's like Speaker's Corner in England. Right. You know, all Englishmen have the right to speak. say their speak at Speaker's Corner. Right. Right. Americans have it anywhere, everywhere, as long as we're not yelling fire in a, in a, in, in, a, in a movie theater. In a right. movie theater, right. but. You know, that we, we, whatever we decide is good Christian faith and practice, we can preach and, in theory, be non-threatened legally or financially for our beliefs. But those days, though, the okay. Now, the church, the church. Okay, that's that's the their scary tax, part. Uh, their tax status is a church on there. They are they are their own identity, right? On there, so they are subject to the same laws. As as you or I, but I, I yeah I'm going to preach God's word whether they keep my tax abatement or they take it away. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm not going to fight that, but I will fight when they when some person of the government says you can't preach that in your own private mm. worship service. That's where Mister Greg and the government are going to have a problem. Ryan, you want to say something? Yeah, and this is all I want to say on that whole subject here is. My personal beliefs on a pastor, a minister, or whatever, the only issues, the only beliefs that they should be trying to push upon the congregation is... A godly belief. Jesus right. Christ. Right. And and guys, guys, in Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm just throwing you curveballs on there. Yeah. I'm, 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 and I'm, and just, I think I'm anything, poking the bears, guys. Anything outside of that is missing the mark. Right. Ryan, you've been awful quiet. So I'm going to throw this no, story. This is Corey. Ryan, I'm sorry. I'm losing my mind. Okay. Uh, Corey. <laughs> I'm going to throw Corey. you uh, I'm going to throw you on the horn of a dilemma. I don't know that he ever finished the his thoughts on the 
Did you, did you finish did you, your thoughts yeah. on the? Yeah, I was okay. just agreeing with it. Okay, okay. 100%. You were asleep now. I'm, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna ask you. <laughs> so, what are your views? If, if Corey, if Pastor, Pastor Corey is preaching, what are your views of, of, on a Christian influenced, economically just society? What does that look like from your <clears throat> perspective? <clears throat> Well, let me throw some scripture at you. Well, that's, I, we've been waiting for that all podcast. Thank long. goodness. Titus chapter 3, verse 9. But okay. avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and arguments and quarrels about the law because these are unprofitable and useless. Amen. That right there says it. I mean, when you when you become a a pastor of the of of Jesus Christ the church whatever denomination you are you have a set duty to preach God's word to the people that are in your congregation and nothing but that you have the full ability of whatever to you have the you have the full ability to look at somebody and say yes democrat republican libertarian independent whatever you are you have the right to go and cast a vote. I encourage that. But no matter what belief you have in any political stance, the main thing that you ought to focus on is Jesus Christ and telling people that's where they need to be looking. Because when it comes to a political stance of people in office and whom you elect, you are to rely on Jesus Christ to give you that push mm -hmm. of what you should do. Center yourself through Christ and then you will you will have a world of nothing but love and grace because you were depending on Jesus Christ to lead you. Got a follow up question. Well, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on one second. Read that scripture one more time. But avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and arguments and quarrels about the law because these are unprofitable and useless. You know what law they're talking about, right? Yeah. It, it, I, I guess it was a statement that he made after that right there. I, and, and I was narrowing my thought process to, as a pastor, you know, you're going to have quarrels within that church. You're going to have financial discussions on, on you know, where... But are you going to be setting economic policy for no. society? Oh. Well... Then why do these clowns, well, these Methodist preachers, on, on saying that, that, <laughs> that this is the way we ought to do it? This is the well, just and right system... Wow, who asked them? Nobody. Did they go to econ Did they go to the London School of Economics to learn this, or did they go to a Methodist seminary? You know, here here is a uh, here is a. Gosh, that just <laughs> roasts me. But but I digress, John. Please. No, no, I just no. spewed. Well, no, so. I, I you know I was I was thinking more more. Uh, I was I was coming down to a, a a church level. Okay. Okay. You know, as a pastor. Okay. As a newly ordained pastor, and I hope they teach this in seminary, is you're going to have to deal with uh, uh, fighting clans because they have it in every church. You're going to have to deal with uh, financial uh, uh, issues within the church. It is your responsibility as a pastor to make sure that, uh, number one, preach, preach the word, and number two, uh, Spend the resources in a godly way. No, Methodist Church, all the financial it's, decisions. It's all, it's all, it's all, it's all committee. Pastors, it's all right. committee. Keep but you know, right. we we are talking about going the, to the Church of Corey here. Oh, but okay. all right. But what he and those are all matters that do have to be dealt with. Absolutely, right. no right. questions asked. But they're not dealt with from the pulpit. Thank you. And they're that's what I love about the, the Methodist Church. They don't with. put the pastors on the horn to make financial decisions. That's pushed to another mm -hmm. committee. Thank you, Jesus. Please continue. Okay. Yeah. So th those things, it's much like you're managing a store or right. something, and you got a couple problem employees. Right. Do you put them on blast in front of everyone, or do you pull them into your office? Well, and I, you have that closed-door conversation. I, I, I understand. I, I totally understand that you, you handle each unique situation in a in a uh, tentative way yes. on there but to sit there and say uh you know this, this is this is the only thing i'm responsible for no, no. once you once you once you once you accept that position as a pastor you, you know your time doesn't stop at 12 o'clock on sunday so you can go hit the brunch at the golden corral on there you're 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 
your home visits, you're going to the hospital, you're doing funerals, weddings, all those things right there. Mm -hmm. And those are all time constraints that you have to manage on there. Along with, and even with a, even with a committee on there, you know, they're going to look at the pastor for guidance on there. Do they not? He has input. He but definitely he's not the has input. Well, I understand that, but yeah. they're, they're going to look at input. So, depending if, on the church, you might have a lot of pool. <laughs> you know, but, but you know, well, if you're attending the Church of Corey here, he'll have a lot of pool on there since his name's on the, See, on the I, that's, marquee. That's one of the things I love about our Wesleyan system. And again, I I, I know we got a lot of problems, but I, I like it when our pastors. All they have to do is, is preach yep. and study and pray and, and say and, and, and do God's willing. He handles all the spiritual things. If you can touch it, it ain't the pastor's job, including money. Okay. I mean, that's a good argument to have, but not Absolutely. all, not all, not not all churches are not like all, that, you know? A lot of Pentecostal churches, they get the preachers get paid... From the take, he yeah. gets a certain percentage yeah. in the collection. Yep. I think that uh, that, in my opinion, no, nothing against. I've got Pentecostal relatives, so please hear me out. I think a lot of times that can be self fulfilling prophecy. You yes. can preach to the crowd to get bigger take, mm -hmm. and I well, think we, you do not you lose the prophetic there, office of the pastorship. Yes. When you can tell hard truths to people, well, I agree. I mean, I mean, if you're if you're going to the church and they're passing that collection plate two, three times, on it, there's an issue there. You know, <laughs> I got a I got a boat payment. You know, yeah. come on. Yeah. You know, okay. So let's. So, so we, John Wesley said it best. We have no, and our pastor says it a lot. Thank you, pastor. You know who you are. John Wesley said it best. We have nothing to do to save but save souls. I agree with that. That's Man. the main thing, and everybody gets it. Okay, so. Last but not least, we are approaching Turkey Week with a vengeance. Gobble, gobble, gobble. It is Sunday afternoon prior to Turkey. Actually, Sunday is the first day of the week. So one of the things, and it's 2020, and so if we go back 400 years to 1620, time. does anybody know what happened on 16 in 1620? You turned six, didn't you? That's right. Okay. <laughs> in, in Massachusetts, <laughs> har, har, har. Yeah, Everybody's a First joker. Thanksgiving. The, the first no, oh, well, the, 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 the the first harvest. The, sep nope, the separatists landed on Cape Cod. And, okay. and what did the Native Americans think about that? Well, they didn't. They just looked at. It. They kind of went, "Wow, there yeah. goes the neighborhood." That's right. Exactly. <laughs> they didn't do much. In fact, they had very little contact through that winter, and I, I, rightfully so. Right. Of course, in 1617, three years before they came, here more history that you didn't want to know. There was a English fishing. Uh, expedition and they stopped and some of them had smallpox and guess what happened to the Native Americans? Uh, they were subject, they were subjected they to the yeah, uh, fact, white man's plague. In fact, where the the pilgrims settled was an abandoned village. They actually had corn and beans still growing three years later. Wow. Yeah. So that, that was an Indian village that that they took. Greg, over. where did you find that information? That's the first time I have ever heard that. And and well, I'm and I'm, I'm I have a uh, minor in history. Kind, kind of close to your age on there, although some people don't some think people that. Some people think that you're quite a bit younger <laughs> than I am. Must be that Grecian formula. No, I don't think so. I think some of us age like wine, others age like milk. Right, exactly. So, uh, go ahead. You had a question. Uh, well, no, no, no. I just uh, made a Well, comment. here's the thing. I mean, 1620, 1621 was actually when they first celebrated yes. Thanksgiving. Uh, because they almost starved to death. In right. fact, half of the people that made the voyage died over that first winter. And then they met Squanto and Masanoic, I think, were the two that could mm -hmm. speak English. And they showed them how to gather beans and stuff. But they, the problem is, and this is what we don't know, that 1623 was the year. And allow me to, to, uh, to tell you a story. If you don't mind. Well, I'm going to ask you before you tell the story. Was was there a colonist whose last name was Butterball or Pepperidge Farm or anything? No, like that? no, okay. No, they weren't Butterballs. You know, because <laughs> you have to eat to get fat, and the first Pilgrims didn't eat a lot. No, no. Okay, they called it the Starving Time, just yep. like in Jamestown. They also had a starving time. But I quote: After the first year, Plymouth Colony went through many trials and tribulations. The colonists sometimes wondering if they would even survive. Many of their troubles related, 
here we go, to their contract with the merchant adventurers, who seemed to think they could send over colonists with no food or provisions, and the pilgrims could just take them in. Beginning in May 1622, the adventurers began to send over trappers who lived in the colony but refused to do any work. The interest rate on the colony's debt was crippling, sometimes over 30%. So what did we learn here? We have people that are not producing and not working, and we have very high levels of debt. Not a tenable situation. You know what that it? sounds like? Well, don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> but. Sounds like social welfare. Wait a minute. It gets better. On the 9th of November, 1621, right at the time they were celebrating their uh, Thanksgiving, the Fortune, which was a ship, arrived in the harbor carrying 35 new colonists, but little else. Wow, mm. more mouths to feed. Mm. And no supplies. Mm. How nice. Mm. So in, or, uh, in order to survive with the addition of colonists, the community went on half rations. Wow. Happy Thanksgiving. You get a bean. A letter a from bean. Thomas Weston arrived on this ship thanking them for returning the Mayflower, which they sent the right. April previous, but asking why they hadn't sent any goods back with it. He accused them all of loafing. Here they are Ooh. starving to death, and he said, you're a bunch of bums. It gets better. So the agreement with the adventure stated that each person, and here's the key, Long rambling segment. Each, the agreement, which is the Mayflower Compact, with the adventures, actually the, the agreement with the people that funded it, and then they came and established the Mayflower Con Compact later. The, the agreement with the adventures back in England stated that each person over the age of 16 had a share of the common stock and land. Over the course of seven years, all profits would be kept in a common fund. What does this sound like? Socialism. Okay, keep going. At the end of seven years, the common fund would be split up according to the number of shares each person had. So a little bit of capitalism there. For the first three years, the pilgrims held all work in common too. But in 1623, they changed the terms of their contract. So here we go. Each household would be responsible for its own garden for food and its own acreage for income. This motivated the colonists to work more industriously since they would now profit directly from their labor. You know what that sounds like? That sounds like capitalism. capitalism. Whoa! Yep. So, we don't hear this. No. I didn't hear this in high school back when I went to high school, just a few years after. It wasn't called history back then. It was called current events. That's correct. <laughs> John is just, he is... Please. That's funny. Hire him. Please. <laughs> Get him out of here. Please. No, we don't hear that. No. Because it doesn't fit the narrative. No. Every time we try a communal existence. It's failed on miserably. This, outside of Jesus being in charge, it fails miserably. Absolutely. Why is that, Greg? Because... We are, we, 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 it, when it doesn't benefit us directly, we are very nonchalant about laboring and not That's getting exactly results right. for that labor. That's exactly right. Now, you know, and, and this just absolutely just popped in my head right here. If, if, why are we not hearing about Thanksgiving? 400 year anniversary. Well, not a piece. Well, uh, you know what? I can tell you, and it's the same as Christmas. They don't want to hear this story? Well, no, no. It, 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 here's, here's, here's what it is, is. Thanksgiving and all your major holidays like uh, Halloween, Christmas, Valentine's, you know, all those holidays right there are so commercialized now. It, it's not about history. It's not about, it's about spending dollars. It is strictly financial. Well, I love a good meal now. Well, I'm you, not against that. You know what? There, there's nothing wrong with that on there. There's nothing wrong with that. But on there when when you have major marketing companies that are, that are that are that are spending millions of dollars promoting butterball turkeys and uh, families getting together which you can't do it this year on there so you're going to have to zoom meetings just don't uh, come to my house uh, you know we're going to have a <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, okay I, I get it but you know it, it, the problem is the we box oh <clears throat> The problem is, is you know, we've commercialized everything on there. We've we've taken uh, history. I I I love to hear, to to hear about history on there, real history, and and unfortunately, we're not always taught. That's how you that's how you learn from I, your I, mistakes, I, I, I and that's why it breaks my heart. Getting back to the 
topic before this, to see people that don't know anything about anything saying this is going to work when it's proved over and over and over I, I, and I, I, over I, I it agree. doesn't work. I, 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 Ryan, I, I you, had, you wanted to interject something. Well, I was just going to say, you're talking about Thanksgiving and why don't they talk about this, that, and the other. Wasn't there a healthy amount of prayer Yes, evolved around Thanksgiving back then? Yes. They were grateful because they, they almost starved to death. But there's a healthy thinking, amount of worship and prayer. But they don't want to talk about that. No. Well, that's be, not be, because because uh, to, what, 46 or 52% depending on uh, which media uh, uh, you listen to on there, don't believe like that. You know, their God is a fictitious God that doesn't exist on there. So why 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 talk about that? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, and, it's, and it's, again, it's commercialized. It's become a major if, financial if, uh, 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 opportunity. If we can't celebrate no. Thanksgiving as a nation, who among us isn't thankful for something? If we can't even do that together, we've got bigger problems yeah. than an election. We, I agree. Yep. I'm going to throw it to you, Corey. You say the last word. What do you think about Yeah, this? 100%. I mean, if you can't... Everybody in this world has to be thankful for something. And if you're not... When you've got a problem in yourself, I That's mean, right. you, you need to look in the mirror a minute because, you know, there, there's something there. You just don't take the time to realize it. But as a nation, yes, we've been through trials and tribulations. We've been through <clears throat> crappy times just like we're going through right now. But, you know, even in times like that, you have something to be thankful for. That's right. I know from a, point, a standpoint of going through this pandemic of having to, you know, wear a mask and quarantine and stay home because all these businesses were closed. Well, that's should have given people more of an opportunity to, to take time to spend time with the people that they love and they want that right there. You should be thankful for that. You should be thankful that you get to spend time with the people that you're blessed with that God's given you in your life. And not only that, but the, the, the opportunities that you get while doing that. I mean, I I hate the state we're in right now. I hate not being able to 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 do the things that I usually do, yeah. go to ball games and stuff like that. But you got to take it with a grain of salt and just be thankful for what you do have. Too many times in this world do we take things for granted, and especially during times like this. You know, uh, it, it, it's almost a shame that we have to. Uh, uh, Concentrate being thankful one day of the year when that should be a 365 right. day, uh, every day uh, attitude of gratitude. That's mm-hmm. exactly right on there, and and it sure does on there. We heard that today uh, in a non-named church that we were allowed to go to wearing a mask. <laughs> but uh, but you know, you think people should? You know, I'm, uh, you, you think people should uh, should be uh, grateful for that time, but if you look at statistics in society during this pandemic, you've got a raise in alcoholism, uh, or an increase in drug uh, drug issues on there. Just polar opposites of, of, of what we could have used that time in a very uh, uh, prolific time. Uh, and, I agree. And, and, and we waste it. Yeah. We absolutely waste that opportunity to, to be in the Word, and instead we, we self-indulge. And that's, right. and that's wrong. You know what I'm thankful for, John? Turkeys, probably. I'm thankful for the people that listen to our podcast. Oh, absolutely. And I thank you for listening. If you have any questions or anything like that, feel free to contact us in the very, in the very uh, many ways that you can do that. And as our liturgy is when we end, as we end this podcast, you can find this episode and other Across the World podcast episodes on popular platforms like Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you listen on iTunes, please take us take time to give us that highly coveted five-star rating. Five, please. Five, please. If you have questions on this or any other episode, or questions about my history or lack thereof, please send your comments. Because remember, I lived during that time. Please send your comments. Cheers. I am an eyewitness. Cheers or jeers to comments at acrosstherail.com or look up Across the Rail Podcast on the Twitters by our handle at Across underscore rail. And on, oh my gosh, on Wastebook. I'm just spending less and less time on that thing. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. but 
and on Facebook at Across the Rail Podcast. Please give us a like there and leave us any feedback or questions. Oh, Thank we, you so much for listening, John. You know, I, I just want to take this time to, to... I was shocked to hear all our listeners from around the world on there. So thank yes. you guys all over from... We got some in Singapore, right. Germany, uh, Italy. Where, where else do we have? Uh, Ireland. Ireland. Oh, wow. Aaron Gobra. God bless you. Whatever. That means I'll go free. Oh, I didn't know you were bilingual. Okay. A little Gaelic. That's all the Gaelic I know. Mm. Other than uh, uh, slotchy, which means celebrate. It's a toast, an Irish uh, toast. I, I, just, I just say Guinness. Anyway. Guinness. Okay, well, who wants to close this rambling, very long Hey, episode? let's get one of these pre-ministers. I need some to, preachers. Uh, you don't yeah, have to put your Pre-preachers to that. pray so us can, out. You can pray us just <laughs> like that. Corey, yeah, do it, brother. All right. Uh, Father God, we thank you so much for this time that you've given us, Lord, to to discuss with each other. And Lord, uh, put aside differences, Lord. We all um, worship under you, and we all believe in you, and we love you. Uh, Therefore, we are the same at heart, Lord. Um, Lord, we thank you for uh, letting us be able to come together um, and uh, to learn about you, share about you, and just talk about the world, uh, Lord, and bring it all back to you. Um, Father, we ask that you uh, be with all the people that listen, uh, bless their lives um, and the things uh, that are going on. And Father, as we get ready to celebrate Thanksgiving, Lord, Father, let us be able to just take the time to give thanks to you and for all the blessings that you give us, um, and especially um, our time um and everything that you give us so thank you father for this time keep us safe and keep us healthy uh, until we are together again in your name we pray amen amen, amen.